Welcome to the Ministry Marks Podcast. My name is Thomas Majors, and I'm joined by David Haynes. Today, our topic is this, and, and I think the title of our podcast could be Living in the Fish Tank. Living in a pastor's house has been described as that, as living in a fish tank. Everything that the pastor does and everything that the family does is on display for everyone in the church to see. The pastor and his wife learn to deal with that. And if they don't learn to deal with it, then they're out of the ministry. I mean, that's usually what they have to learn to deal with that. But the idea of living in a fish tank affects other people within the family as well, not just the pastor, not just his spouse. The children reared in a pastor's home and reared within the church struggle with this aspect of ministry too. Some struggle with living in the fishbowl, and others seem to strive while living in the fishbowl to determine why somebody would struggle and why another person would strive is beyond our ability, but it is also beyond the scope of this podcast as well. Now today, we want to introduce you to the idea of living in the fishbowl with two special guests. Today, we are joined by Taylor Haynes, the daughter of David and April, and Thomas, who we will call Tom-Tom from here on out, not to be confused with me. We'll call him Tom-Tom, and he is the son of Thomas and Amanda. So let's just begin with Taylor. Taylor, will you tell us a little bit about yourself, how old you are, where are you educationally, what are you studying, preparing for in life, and do you ever remember not being a preacher's kid? Well, I'm 19 years old, and I'm a sophomore at Itawamba Community College. My major is business, and I want to be a lawyer when I get older. And I never remember not being a preacher's kid. All right. And Tom Tom, we want the same stuff from you. How old are you? Where are you educationally? What would you like to study and do later in life? And do you ever remember not being a preacher's kid? Uh, I'm 15 years old. I, uh, I'm in 10th grade and I would like to pursue a degree in music education and go on to get my master's and doctorate in that. I've also done six years of piano so far. All right. Do you ever remember not being a preacher's kid? No, I don't. All right. So we just have questions today and we're going to ask them some questions to see how they respond and just to, uh, see what their thoughts are about being a PK, a preacher's kid, and what it's like living with all eyes in the church on you. And so let's just begin with something easy. What is one of the best memories of being a preacher's kid? And Taylor, we're going to start with you. Well, when I was nine, I got saved and one of our preacher friends was preaching that sermon. So I really enjoyed that. All right, Tom Tom. Well, of course, uh, when I was saved, and I was saved around seven, eight at Tippersville Baptist Church. My dad was preaching the sermon. It was on a Sunday night. Then also being able to go to the Mississippi Baptist and Southern Baptist Convention; those were always fun. All right, Tom. Tom, uh, I'm going to I'm going to start my question with you, and then then pitch this question to Taylor. So, uh, if you could describe what it's like to be a preacher's kid. In three words, any three words does not have to be a fragmented statement. They can be any three words you want them to be. Most awesome dad. (laughs) 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 
How would you describe being a PK in three words? Stressful. Ah, okay. So one word is stressful. What's your other two words? These two go together. Sometimes fun. Sometimes <laughs> stressful and sometimes fun. You know, Thomas, if we were playing armchair psychologist, we would have about a 45-minute segment right here on why did he pick those two words or those two, you know, one word and then phrase, stressful and then sometimes fun. All right. And we, we, we may dive into that in just a little bit. Taylor, what are, what are your three words that you would describe being a PKS? It's fun, lonely, and knowledgeable. Ah, once again, once again, fun, lonely, knowledgeable. All right, all right, all right. So let me, let me, Thomas, I'm going to, you yeah, think of what you want to ask Tom, Tom, just a little bit about his, about his words about stressful. Tyler, fun, we get it. I, I, I understand that one. Now, lonely, why would you say lonely? Well, it's only for one thing. I'm an only child, so I don't have any, when I was a kid, I didn't have anyone to play with, and then we would move around. So every, um, Five years or so, I would have to pick up a new set of friends and it would take a while for them to like me and me to like them. So it's always been a bit lonely. While we were preparing for this podcast, that was the one thing that I really didn't understand as much from my daughter's perspective about the loneliness and then the moving of it. Then your third word, what was your third word? Knowledgeable. Yeah. All right. Now, what do, what do you mean knowledgeable? You learn through being a pastor's child? When you're a preacher's kid, you learn what to do and what not to do in church, and you learn what's accepted, and you learn more things about the Bible. I see. But you I learn see. a lot of socially um, constructed things. Yeah. All right. All right. So now, Dude, time, time. That education you're paying for is coming through <laughs> socially constructed. Yes. That was a big fancy word right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Money at work. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really good. All right, Tom. Tom. Now, all right, now, Tom. Tom. I'm gonna let you and your dad talk for a little bit. And you know that whenever you guys are on a podcast, you cannot lie. So anything we ask you must be truthful. So Thomas, ask follow up on his three words. What you would like to follow up about that with? He started out with stressful. stressful. So what what is stressful? What do you mean stressful? When you're a preacher's kid, usually when you're at any church event. Anything like involved in the church or even sometimes outside of church, a lot of people seem almost to hold you to a higher standard, not really a higher standard, but expect different things from you than from other people your age. Why is it sometimes fun? Well, because of the stressful part, you know. There, <laughs> <laughs> I sure do hate that stress, but then again, I kind of like it. <laughs> well. <laughs> Tom, Tom, man, that's some really good thoughts. Taylor, do you have any do you have any thoughts about what he just said? I have similar thoughts. Like I've seen that when we have um eatings in our churches, a lot of people will want me to um help them. And like I do help if I can and like if I know what they're talking about and things. But like a lot of people come up to me and just ask me, like, you know, to help them. And I might be helping with someone else, but they I feel like they want me because I should know what I'm doing if they ask me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And there are sometimes when people will ask me if I can give something to someone else and like, I would love to, but I'm just terrible at names and I have to go ask someone else for that because they feel like, you know, and like they kind of leave me to it because I should know everyone's name and things. And I should, but I just don't remember everyone's names. And I'm always in a situation where that happens. Tom, Tom, you've had something very similar to that happen within the last couple of weeks, haven't you? I have. I pass out cards all the time, but every Christmas, 
the class, like the Sunday school classes, pass out cards or a teacher will want to pass out cards to their Sunday school members. And they always seem like I always seem to be going by when they're starting to pass them out. And they're like, hey, can you pass these cards out? I'm like, yeah, I can pass them out. Some of the people like they don't come like as often. So I don't know them as well. And I usually have to go through the church directory. That's just what it's called, right? That is. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go, go through the church directory and figure out who people are, where they are. Then you have to find them, you know, just. When Taylor gave her three words, one of the words she said was lonely. And I looked at you when she said it, and I could tell that reverberated with you. Give us some explanation. We move a lot. So the first place we went, we went when I was, how old was I? Five, six, six. We went when I was six and I started school there. We were there for four years, and that's the place I most remember. Like, I was born in Nettleton, but I was really young, so I don't remember any of that, really. But I remember Sippersville. So when we went to move from there, it was really hard because that was everyone I knew. And then when we went to Pleasant Ridge, the ages were just very split. They were either senior adults or there were a couple of fam like younger families, but they were around their 20s. Then there were... Uh, high school age and when we were there I was 10 11 so there just weren't many people that I could talk to or that I was friends with there so you did and whenever you move to a new place you have to meet new people get to know new people and usually when you come in the people you meet they already have friend groups they've known each other for really long periods of time and you have to kind of work your way into that friend group or build yourself into that friend work group. Work your way in and then find your place within that already uh, group who has its social construct already figured out, right? Yeah. I've got a question. Uh, I'm going to throw at both of you. And Taylor, we'll, we'll begin with you. I think I know how Tom Tom's going to respond to this, but Taylor, we're going to begin with you. Have you ever been the subject of a sermon illustration? And then two follow-up questions. Was it a good or bad illustration? And what were the consequences of that illustration with your friends? Well, I've been in multiple illustrations with my dad in sermons, and they're all good. My friend Rachel, she doesn't really um, acknowledge it. I mean, like she hears it and she thinks it's funny. That's about as far as it goes. Okay. It's good. Tom Tom? <laughs> well, yes, I have been the object of many sermon illustrations. And some are good, some are, I mean, I wouldn't say bad, but embarrassing. Because, you know, you do stuff with your younger and you're like, oh, this is just in the family, you know? Like it's never going to get out there. Nope. <laughs> Nothing's off limits in a preacher's family. Exactly. Most of like my friends, they find it, you know, they find it funny and they usually don't really take it that far, but, and they're like, oh, I can't believe you used it as an illustration. It's like, that must be so embarrassing. He's like, I feel, I'm so sorry for you. All right, guys, I have a question for you. Tom, Tom, let me start with you. Do you like the attention of being a preacher's kid? Not particularly. You don't? I don't. What about it do you not like? People seem to like single you out almost. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tyler, do you like the attention of being a PK? It's a 50-50 situation. Okay. Um, Like, because when I'm sitting in pews or something, people will come up and just start talking to me 
And like, we don't really talk a lot, but like, they know you and they know mom. And so they just come to me and they're like, I saw this on Facebook. <laughs> or they'll just say something random and I'd be like, oh, yes, ma'am, that's great. And like, but we don't have a connection. You know, they just know you. And so they just come up to me because they know I'm the daughter. And but then there are other times when the kids don't um, like you because you are the preacher's kid. And so they kind of want to outshine you in some things, you know, and it's they kind of compete and it's. Yeah. Tom, Tom, do you agree with her phrase about the, there's competition and sometimes there's you're begrudged because of a of a competition with the young people? Would you agree with that or have you ever had that experience? Well, not really. Like I would say like begrudged, but like sometimes competition, like if we have something in youth where it's like trivia and it's Bible trivia, yeah. I know practically all the answers and they're just like, Oh, he should be disqualified. He's the preacher's kid. In his humble opinion, he knows all the answers. Hey, it's hard I know. to be humble when you're perfect in every way, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I have something to add about that in school, though. Because, like, when I moved to Fulton, I was in a Bible class. And in my Bible class, all the people around me were all about sports. And so we will have tests every week, and I will make 100s every week. And they would like make 90s or something. And they were so mad at me and they wouldn't talk to me because they were so mad. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this question. What is your level of church participation? I go every week, every service. I attend Sunday school and I help out with little things around the church like VBS. Thomas? Well, I'm at... First, second, and not service every Sunday, and every Wednesday not service. You don't go to Sunday school? I go to Sunday school as well. <laughs> I say, this is news to me. I, we're cracking down on that this Sunday. I go to Sunday school. I work in the sound booth, first and second service, and not service. Uh, most every Sunday, unless I'm out of town or sick. And then I, I do VBS and stuff like that. So he kind of went ahead and answered... One of my follow-up questions, do you serve in any capacity? Do you, and I know you said VBS. Do you serve in any other capacity beyond VBS, Vacation Bible School? Not really. I mean, I'll pick up a piece of paper if it's crumbled up on the floor, but. Right. <laughs> She's a saint, just like her mother. I am a saint. <laughs> I got one more follow-up question for mine, and that is, do you feel like you can say no? to church activity and church participation. Definitely. If I don't want to do it or if I feel uncomfortable in what they're asking me, I will say no. I mean, I'm not going to yell it in their face, but yeah, if it's something small and I feel comfortable with it, then I will help. But yeah. was that something that that you always had or is it something you kind of learned and grew into as as you matured as a Preacher's kid. It's always been there. I had a story that I told my parents that they don't really remember. But at our first church, I was about nine, and they were like, We're going to have a family um song. We're gonna sing it up at church, all three of us, and we want you to sing with us, of course. And I said, No, I'm not singing it. <laughs> and so it came time, and mom and dad went up there and I stayed in the pew. And so they sang, and then we got home, and mom was furious at me. And I said, I told you I wasn't going to sing. 
<laughs> and she's still grounded. <laughs> Sometime, what about you? Do you think you can uh, say no? Well, not not really. I feel I feel like I'd have to do it like whatever is asked of me. Like if it's something that I cannot do, then of course, like I won't do it. But most everything, I feel like I need to need to do it or it, feel obligated to do it for I don't know what reason. Just just do. <laughs> All right, guys, here, here's a question I want to ask you. First, first, let me mention this. First, let me mention this. My, uh, the church that I serve is about 20 minutes from where Thomas grew up at. Is That's that right. correct? Okay. That's right. yeah. And the through, church? Through the woods. Through the woods. Uh, to grandmother's house we go. So, yeah, so it's about 20 minutes away. The church that Thomas serves is about five minutes from where I grew up. So he is serving close to where I grew up. I'm serving close, kind of close to where he grew up at. And I believe that if if Thomas were to be the pastor of Trinity Baptist, his parents could come to church where he pastored, if that were the case. If I were the pastor of Holly Baptist, my parents, my my in-laws could come to church where 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 I was the pastor if I pastored Holly Baptist. So one thing I wanted to ask both of you guys about being preacher's kids is if you could go to church with your grandparents, your aunts, uncles, uh, cousins, would you want to, or do you like the distance of being about an hour away and not seeing them every Sunday? Tom, Tom, let's start with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would love that. That'd be awesome. So you would like to see grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins every Sunday, Lord willing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Taylor, what about you? Well, it's kind of, um, I would like to, but I wouldn't like to. And I would like to because they're my family and I love them and I love spending time with them. But I wouldn't like to because that's also a more time that they could get on my nerves if they do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She told us that earlier. Okay. So as a pastor, I have people stop me all the time and will say things like, Brother Thomas, I just want you to know this. And, and they begin to tell me their, their issues, their problems. And I, I want people to do that. I want to be able to pray for them. What I found is that sometimes people do that with my spouse and with my family as well. Taylor, have you ha- ever had someone, maybe it's a teenager, and they, they say something like, well, you know, you're a preacher's kid. And so or they'll say, well, you know, you're, your dad's a pastor. And then they begin to tell you something that is happening in life. Have you found that people, the way I want to put it, is dump their problems on you, thinking you know how to fix it all? No, not really. I mean, like, I kind of have a calm spirit when someone says, uh, this is going on in my life or I can't stand this person right now. And, um, like I'll talk to them and like, they'll kind of get that they can tell me what's going on. And like my first year of college, there was this girl who, um, didn't have a good relationship with her dad and found out that she got pregnant by her boyfriend. And she was really stressed out because like she wanted to have the baby but her home life was a little bit stressful and she wasn't sure what she was going to do. So I was just like, well, can I pray with you right now? And I prayed with her then because she said I could. And she just felt really relieved um, when we did that. And, but that's about the only thing I've had. Tom, Tom. 
Well, I don't have a story like that. But <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. But yeah, to an extent, uh, like my friends, they'll talk to me about stuff, stuff that they're going through, people, all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't really bother me that much. Like, I, I want to be able to help. I want to be able to listen and help them with their problems. I mean, I don't want it to, because sometimes you just get, there's too much that you're trying, too many people you're trying to help, too much that you're listening to, and it starts to affect you. So you kind of have to figure out where that line is. And I'm going to be honest, I have crossed that line like a couple of times, you know, just listen to other people's problems and not being able to do my own problems. But most of the time I'm really like willing to listen to people and all that. All right, guys, only the Lord knows where you're going to be in 10 years and 20 years and 30 years. But let me ask you this. What have you learned from being a preacher's kid that is useful to you or that is useful in your everyday lives? So, Taylor, what's something you've learned from being a preacher's kid that is helpful? People aren't always what they claim they are or what they seem to be. Okay. Because I've had many friends who have turned out to be something that they're not. Or something that is very um, wolf in sheep's clothing, if you might say. And it's very dangerous to accept people the way they are and not look into it. Okay. Okay. So you, you've learned to look to look past a situation or look through a situation and see a little more. Yeah. All right, Tom, Tom, what are your thoughts? Repeat the question. Okay. So, Tom, Tom. <laughs> was, that analogy was just really good. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> All right, so Tom, Tom, here's the question once again, buddy. What have you learned through being a preacher's kid that is useful in your life and that will continue to be useful in your life? Oh, social skills. Like, because a lot of people my age, I've seen that they can't really interact with older people or uh, younger people for that matter. Uh, And I can practically like talk to anyone, just start up a conversation with anyone of any age. And it's just normal. And, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. All right, so I've got a tough question, and then I've got a follow-up question to it as well. Have you ever heard someone say something negative about your dad or mom in church, and how did you respond to that? Taylor? I've only heard someone say something bad about my parents once or twice, and I just kind of brushed it off because I knew who they were. And if I said something to them about it, it would start a bunch of drama when I knew they were trying to start it. So I never really said anything about it. But if I was going to address it with someone else, I would say, well, I don't agree with that. And this is kind of why I don't. Well, I haven't. I have, but I can't remember what was said, but I have. And I'm trying to remember what I did because it, it doesn't, it hasn't, doesn't happen that often. Did you hit him with a flying elbow off the top rope? What? Did you, <laughs> did you do a close we line don't on him? secular television. <laughs> <laughs> don't y'all watch wrestling. Yeah, we don't watch wrestling. <laughs> wrestling is wonderful. That's the best no, you, you didn't say that correctly. It's wrestling. 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 <laughs> Who's ready to rumble? <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So, Tom, Tom, no real recollection of that thing, what your dad was asking, right? No. I see. All right, guys, let me let me ask you this. You two do not recall 
us not being in the ministry. Your recollection is being PKs uh, your entire life, basically. If you could go back in time, Taylor, right now you're 19, Tom Tom, right now you're 15. If you could go back in time to whenever your dad and I first got in the ministry, what's what's some advice you would give us? What would you say to us? Tom Tom, go first, buddy. One would be that he should start his school right away. And that he should get it over with. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> You've been in this school thing way too long, bud. So have I. Almost his entire life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and to, uh, hmm. I know what I'm trying to say, but I don't know how to say I'm it. sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> come back to me. Maybe it'll come back. All right. Maybe. All right. He's just trying to say it nice. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, Taylor, if you could travel back in time to whenever I first ran into the ministry, what what would you tell me? I mean, I know it sounds corny, but I would say help us figure out what to do when we move. Because I moved when I was five, and then I moved when I was um, 10, and I moved when I was 15. And you just don't, like, when you're a preacher's kid, they tell you you're going to move. They tell you um, it's not a matter of if, it's when. You know, like you're not going to stay in one spot forever. But like you don't know what to do when it comes up. You don't know what to do when it happens. Like um, you say goodbye to your friends. You say hello to new ones, but you don't really understand how to deal with it. Yeah, so you're never prepared for it. And as we, as we were talking about this, uh, your mother and I and, and yourself, uh, you mentioned that. And, uh, and your mom said, well, well, what could we have done to have prepared you for it? And basically you said, well, I don't know. I don't have any idea, but, but that was something we never prepared you for. And, and once again, as a dad and, and as a pastor and as a husband, I still don't know how a person can prepare their family for a potential move inside the will of the Lord. I don't know, but, but that is something we, we should have done better with you or we could have done better with you. Taylor, have you ever felt like your dad put the church before you? No. I never have felt that way. Tom, Tom. (laughs) Well, I mean. I'm asking questions I want to know the answer to. And I'm asking you for your opinion. (laughs) Yes. I I have. All right. Now, Tom, Tom, let's mean you talk just for a little bit. Okay. When did you feel that and why did you feel that? Well, it was in a previous church, uh, like there was stuff that like was, was going on inside the church and you were just like working at the church like a lot. You were there a lot. And uh, it was because like there was turmoil inside the church, about the church and with the people, between the people. And uh, you were just at the church for really long periods of time. And uh, when you got home, it was just, you were really tired, kind of ill. (laughs) And, uh, you know, just kind of like, just hands off, you know, like, like that. But like, I understand that that's your job. You know, I see you a lot more than even regular kids get to see their dad. But sometimes your job can even be, have more weight on you than other people's. You know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So the stress of, of your, of your dad's job affected, affected you and affected your siblings, I'm sure, and affected the home life, just the stress from it. So what was going on? So I, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. 
So, Taylor, do you feel like you're called to the ministry? Definitely not in the spotlight. <laughs> like, I get stage fright and things like that. So, I think if I'm ever called to the ministry, it would be in small things I could do. But other than that, I don't think so. Tom, Tom? No, I do not feel called to the ministry. Uh, I think that wherever I go, wherever I go to like be a member in a church, that I'll be involved in it, but not in like a main role, pastor or worship pastor, youth, youth minister, anything like that. All right, guys, do you think it'll be weird? And Taylor, you're, you're finishing up your sophomore year at college. You're going to college in our hometown or the town I serve. Uh, but this time next year, you're going to be, you're going to be dormant. You're going to be in a senior college and you're not going to be at home with, with your mother and I. And Tom, Tom, it's not going to be very long. You're going to be in the same boat. Guys, as PKs, is it going to be weird going to church and attending at a church where the guy behind the pulpit is not your dad? Is that going to be strange? Well, I mean, I've listened, I mean, I've watched other preachers like Thomas and um, many other preacher friends that have done revivals and things, and I think it would be a cool change, but... um, oh, Well, she's saying, the way I hear that is that she's tired of my preaching. <laughs> it would be a cool change. <laughs> I had a butt. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let's, let's, let's hear that interjection. <laughs> but you hear all the time with our fathers saying false teachings and things like that. So we've got to be more... Um, um, sound and what we read on the Bible and what the preacher says on the pulpit. Yeah. So basically, right, like Tom, Tom, Tom trusts his dad, we think, and uh, and you you trust me, but with another guy, you got to make sure he's preaching the word. Yeah, I like that. Hey, Thomas, I've decided that April and I have raised a pretty good girl is what I'm yeah. thinking. <laughs> and I think you and Amanda are raising a pretty sharp guy over here too. So Tom, Tom, what's going to be like, man, whenever, whenever your dad is not your pastor? What do you think? I mean, it'll be... I mean, of course, it would be a little strange because he's been my pastor and still is for most of your life. A long time. Wherever I go, I think it'll, it won't be that bad to listen to someone else or have someone else behind the pulpit because, I mean, I listen to, I've listened and seen a lot of other people preach. So, Taylor, when you meet another preacher's kid, do you find that you have a natural camaraderie? that you just automatically have something that unites you to? When I was younger, I didn't feel that. But as I got older, I did. Because when I was younger in elementary school, there were two kids who were also preacher's kids, and they despised me, and I very much did not like them. <laughs> and me and the girl, we got in a fight one time, and me and the boy were, we were just really mean to, well, <laughs> he was really mean. He liked you. I, <laughs> did he pull your hair? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he like, liked you then. The, the preacher's kid who was the girl, she like kicked me one time, but I caught it and I held her in the air. But when we got older, like, um, we had a guy come down to do revival a year ago, two years ago. I don't remember, but 
she came and we just hit it off from the start. And um, I mean, we're not best friends now or anything, but we were very close friends in that um, short amount of time. Yeah. Tom, Tom, what about you? Yeah, to an extent. The age of the person, the age of the preacher's kid depends. Because if it's someone like a lot younger than me, then it's just not going to. I mean, I can still be friends with them because, you know. It'll take when we met each other, for example, like I really, um, we really hit it off because we were close in age. We were both preacher's kids. Yeah. And we hit it off. And me with your other siblings, it's harder for me to get a better friendship with them because of their age and because we have less things in common. Uh, yeah, that, that, that is good because yeah, you guys have been you guys have been friends. Remember, y'all see each other. You know, you guys are friends, even though there are a few years between you. Uh, and of course, you're, you know, uh, myself and your dad being being friends helps out with that. But yeah, that, that is that's good. Uh, Follow up question to that. When you meet a preacher's kid. What do y'all talk about when it comes into relation with the church? What do y'all connect with? Yeah. Because do you I, say, I know what it's like to do whatever. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Thomas? Do, do y'all talk about the moves? Do you talk about not having friendships? Do you talk yeah. about the loneliness of the ministry? Do you talk about the good times? Do you talk about the Easter egg hunts? Do you, you know, what do you talk about? Yeah. So, so yeah. kind of fill us in. We want to know. Yeah, fill us in. Because yeah, we're not preacher's kids. Yeah. So when I met that girl that came here a year or two years ago, we first bonded over just a simple fact that, you know, oh, our dads are preachers. And then later on, um, you know, as we talked, we were talking about our clothes or whatever, or about music we like to listen to. And then we get into um, some like issues that we were dealing with or um, maybe personal or maybe just being a preacher's kid with like, do you do this at your church? Did this happen since your dad is in the ministry? Did this happen to you when you moved? And like we have that um, that conversation and that kind of continues and we can laugh about it and smile and things and we keep it joyous. I would agree with what she said. Like, just, you're like, oh, your dad's a pastor. Oh, that's cool. And then you just start kind of start talking about something else. You may talk about, oh, do y'all do this at y'all's church? Or like, do y'all have this type of instrument at y'all's church? Or y'all just piano and organ or stuff like that? What kind of music do y'all do? What kind of music do you like in general? Stuff like that. That's good. I've got one last follow-up question. Very last one. Is there anything that you just want to say right now to any of us or to anyone that is listening about being a preacher's kid? We, we can't think of every question to ask. We haven't given you the opportunity to say anything that you might just really want to say. And so, but we want to do that now. Taylor, we'll, we'll start with you. Is there anything that you would just want to say in this moment? I can't think of anything off the top of my head at this moment. So we'll leave it to Tom Tom. Well, I remember you had a question on there that I'm not sure that you asked, uh, but it was, I mean, this can relate to any, like any person in the church or to a new pastor's kid or whatever. Uh, can you make real friends in church? And that's, you can. I mean, it may be different, but you can. Because you have to get to know them besides their 
church self. Like, I'm not saying that people have two different faces for church. Some people do. But you just kind of act different. More you, you put your best self forward when you go to church, usually. Yeah, absolutely. And to make good friends, you have to, I mean, yeah, you can know them. You get to know them at church, and then you can get to know them outside of church. I mean, like, one of my best friends goes to church here. I mean, I have a lot of good friends that go to church at Holly. Guys, would you say your overall experience of being a PK has been a good experience? Top time, would you say it's been a good experience? You don't have to look yeah. at your dad. <laughs> yeah. You would say yes. All right. Tyler, what about you? There's definitely been some negatives that come with being a preacher's kid. Um, some of it has to do with your personality. Some of it is just ups and downs of being a, a preacher's kid. But um, overall, I do enjoy it. Guys, Psalm 127.3 says that children are a heritage from the Lord. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for joining Thomas and myself today, uh, for helping us with this podcast. You guys are a heritage from the Lord, and our lives have been blessed by you two, uh, plus Ariana and Titus. And so we appreciate what you guys do as PKs. So join us again on the next Ministry Marks podcast. Mm-hmm.